Welcome into Phil's Tax Hacks and Other Retirement Facts with CPA and Personal Financial Specialist, Phil Putney. Now let's get rolling with today's show. Hey gang, welcome into Phil's Tax Hacks and Other Retirement Facts and let's get into some statistics. Did I say that right? E easy some for you to statistics. say, right? Statistics. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's a tongue twister. Uh, it is. Some statistics is even more. Uh, we got some retirement statistics that are either disturbing or encouraging to talk about this sure. week on the show. What's going on, pal? How you doing? I'm doing great. Doing great. Yeah. Loving uh, summer and spring, finally getting around here. So camping yeah. season's around the corner. Got the camper oh, out. That's true. That's true. Getting ready. Yeah. 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 I'm going to be in the pool here in a couple of days. At the time we're taping this, it's about to get, 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 get hot. I can't talk to get you. Hot. Get it's in the pool. Yeah. Get hot. And, uh, and I'm going to get in the pool. Uh, so anyway, I got some retirement statistics, Phil. And right. let's talk through these a little bit. Statistics are, are fun and funny, yeah. right? Yeah. Because you can, people like math doesn't lie. Uh, it kind of <laughs> does, and it kind of doesn't, right? Yeah, I think there probably is a, a statistic around that too. So yeah, I mean, it depends <laughs> on how you want to shape it, you know. But yeah, either way, yeah. I will have some fun with these, and, and but I, I do want to look at them to see uh, not sure. so much about the actual statistic, I guess itself, but really more of the what it maybe could be indicative of. Mm -hmm. So maybe we'll look at it that way and how to possibly improve our own retirement journey based off of that. Uh, and the first one actually is disturbing. I'm going to go ahead and throw that out there, in my opinion anyway. I'm sure many will agree. Uh, women overall have a smaller retirement savings amount uh, when they get to retirement than men. The average about 57000 versus 118 for their male counterparts. Definitely disturbing. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's, you know, half. Yeah. Uh, so that's a substantial reduction, you know, from a, yeah. a female versus male counterpart. Now there's yeah. a couple of reasons for it that make logical yeah. sense. I mean, mm -hmm. the first one being the ladies typically will leave the workforce to have children. Correct. And some stay out for a prolonged period of time. Mm -hmm. So therefore you're just not contributing. So that makes sense, you know, uh, and, and I think ladies are also the first ones to go back out again for a sick family member as well. Correct. Right? Uh, but obviously the wage gap thing, we're getting better at that. That's definitely been improving over the years, but that's, that's a component too. Yeah. So, I mean, I think looking at it today, you have to take in context time, right? And to your point, I mean, those two major factors are, are a big piece of that. Pretty major. And I think as we look down the road, if we were to have this discussion, maybe in another 10 years, looking back, I think you're going to start to see that gap close. Yeah, I would agree. Because more females are entering the workforce, taking on similar positions, getting you know, hopefully closer pay. And I, I think that started to, to narrow between, yeah, you know, a sure. similar position um, qualifications, et cetera, male and female. I, I'm, I think from what I've seen, at least they're, they're starting to come more in line, Yeah. you know, so then the retirement savings aspect should catch up. But again, it really comes, some of its choice, right? So, yeah. I mean, if you, but, as but a couple have decided to have families, thing, right? right yeah. If you've decided to have a family, and, and the, the wife is the one having the kids and staying at home. And a lot of yeah. them do take a period of time off, you know, while the kids are at least younger before they yeah. go to school, if they don't want to use daycare, you know, so yeah, it, it comes down to choices. And so I, disturbing to some extent, absolutely. But just yeah. understand why. 
but not completely surprising. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, and so because of those reasons, so if we're looking for an improvement to that outside of what we can control here, talking on Mm -hmm. the show, obviously that we mentioned the wage gap stuff's getting better, but let's say you do leave for a little while. You come back to the workforce after the kids Mm -hmm. have grown a bit. Uh, is that maybe looking at and working with your partner and saying, okay, let's, let's catch me up some by I'm going to, I'm going to put some more away from my income while maybe the other person kind of, you know, backs off or whatever. And again, working with an advisor earlier on in your, in your journey towards retirement, not, not waiting till 50 or 55, but maybe starting that at 40, you know, would would help kind of shore that gap up as well. Absolutely. And that, that could be a great answer to that is that once you get beyond the the younger kids and, you know, now they're maybe in middle school, high school, full-time, you know, into college. Now maybe you can shift some of the contributions to the the spouse that was out of the workforce for a time to, to catch them up, so um, yeah. to speak, to bring, I mean, at the end of the day, for the married couple, as long as they stay married, it really doesn't matter who's money, right? I mean, but in today, yeah, but technically, but you've got to be very careful in today's yeah. environment because you know, we see it all the time. There's divorce happens later on, yeah. and now you know one spouse, the main working spouse, has all the retirement assets, and yep. the, the non-working spouse or the spouse that took the time off has lesser assets. And a lot of times through divorce, I mean, that'll get kind of balanced out, but it, it can, helps. But still, yeah, yeah, it down it still helps to balance it out if you kind of shift it to make, you know, both sides of the equation. Well, work it's out back to similar. that. It's back to that conversation, things that we try to talk about on the show, which is mm-hmm. in pre, is preaching uh, planning and, uh, and empowerment for, you know, your situation and and a little side note on that, you know, whole divorce thing there. A lot of times what happens traditionally is we think, well, we're getting a divorce. I want the house, especially the lady. They'll be like, I want the house. I've raised my kids there, whatever, or the kids are still being raised there. And it's not always the biggest asset. Sometimes it can be uh, a retirement account. So you want to make sure, you know. Yeah. And I mean, there's all sorts of things we can get into on that. I'm working with a client right now that, um, came to one of our classes, she's going through a divorce and helping her understand that, you know, the house versus retirement accounts. I mean, the biggest consideration to look at there is taxes, right? Yeah. The house is tax-free money. I mean, you can sell that tomorrow and depending on gain or whatever else, I mean, it's basically tax-free money. Mm-hmm. The IRA 401k is not, right? Yeah. So you've got a partner in that account and it's worth a million dollars. Well, yeah, but you got to pay taxes to get it out to its towards spendable. And that's going to yeah. cost you 20, 30, 40%. Who knows? I mean, it depends on your bracket and age it and all, all the other factors that play into it. So yeah. The house could be more, the account could be more, uh, you know, it could be an amicable thing where you're, you're yep. splitting everything, but then again, yeah. So not, not saying we're planning towards divorce, but it's just, again, right. right. Just it's a discussion that you guys have to have as a married couple to, yeah. you know, if it makes the, the other spouse that doesn't have as great of assets, more comfortable to know there's some balance then work mm-hmm. that way, okay. you know? All right. So that's our first statistic. Uh, definitely. And we know women have been underserved in the retirement field for a long time. It's definitely Correct. getting better. There's yep. more women retire. There's more women planners, uh, all, more Absolutely. and more happening. Yep. It's only about 16%, I think, but there's still more on the way uh, coming up and stuff like that. So definitely getting better all the time. So statistic number two, um, in order to have a comfortable retirement, experts are estimating that you need 1.04. So I'm guessing 1,040,000. What a strange number. Yeah. Um, How did they come up with that 40,000, a 10% increase from the prior year to retire comfortably. I don't care for the number, but the 10% increase, I think I agree with. Yeah, that that's, um, I would agree with just because again of long-term market expectations. I mean, look all over the board, no matter who you talk to, 
the next 10 years from an equity market standpoint mm-hmm. doesn't look great, right? I mean, it's no. I've heard statistics all the way from a negative 6% to I think the highest I've heard is a positive 6%. Mm. You know, there's a lot of people in the camp of two to 4% is mm-hmm. the real expect or the, the, the nominal prior right. to inflation yeah. expected return from equities over the next 10 years. You know, so this isn't something that we're not used to. I mean, 20s or uh, 2000, right? The lost, the lost decade. decade. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's the same concept. There's a lot of correlations that I've heard drawn between the time frame we're in now and what it looked like back then. Yeah. So and to that point, yeah, plus, you would need more. Yeah, right. exactly. So yeah. we're we're kind of walking into that time yeah, frame. Going, of, really? Uh, Do we last have, I don't want to be in the lost decade for retirement. I want can to. I, can I roll the dice again? Yeah, I want to be in the 09 <laughs> to. 19 retirement yeah window so, we all do right right but it's markets and timing and when you're at so you, you don't play get to necessarily dealt. pick that's right it's it's all about age at that point yeah but that's where planning becomes even more important to understand yeah. okay how do i prepare for that yeah. you know knowing that we might be entering this time frame where equities you know inflation is going to be higher all these different factors coming in mm-hmm. okay how do you invest for that type of an environment long-term? And that's when you're looking at any kind of decision like this, don't get focused on the now. You've got to understand that, focus on the big picture long-term, but you know, make decisions appropriately today, not just for today, but for long-term. Well, and that's where, you know, somebody, if you're watching this on YouTube and you're reading AI, the experts say to you one point, you know, zero, four million to retire. And you're like, well, based on inflation, I probably need more than that. That's where we, we, we're always kind yeah, of you, saying, don't get wrapped up in that focal number. Uh, you know, it's yeah. more about the income and it's more about a lot of the other pieces, but a 10% increase definitely probably on the way. So, yeah. All right. Uh, number three, of workers plan to continue working in some capacity in retirement, encouraging or disturbing. I think if it said 55% of workers have to work, it's disturbing. Then it would be disturbing, you know, and working in retirement. I mean, I've got a lot of clients that do, you know, a lot of them will retire from their job, take a year or two off as they kind of figure things out and then realize, you know what, I really need some activity, some interaction with other people. And I like to do something yeah. that I've got all the, the honeydew list done, right? You know, so you've got everything yeah. that you could get done, done. And now you want to get back to doing something. So they'll take a yeah. part-time job at a golf course, if they like the golf or wherever it is, you know, yeah, I think this one's are. encouraging because you know, to me yeah. that, that doesn't bother me. Yeah. I think there's going to be a lot of people in retirement that might take up some kind of a part-time job Yeah, more for that extra spending money. Yeah. Now I don't have to worry about the, in the budget, so to speak, this is my extra money. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, plus I see it it's a, just some interaction activity you know? and stuff. Yeah. I see it as a positive from just, Hey, 55% of retirees just want to stay active. So I look right. at it that way. So that's good. You know, or, or maybe it's a matter of you've been retired a couple of years and your wife says, okay, the two of us can't be in the house yeah. all day together. You got to get a job. <laughs> get out. Yeah. Uh, all right. 25% of Americans increase their financial savings as a result of the COVID-19 pandemic. You want to go silver lining. People were not spending as much. Right. This can feel, again, statistics, you can make them do what you want. Yeah. I could easily go 25%. That's all. That's just, you know, that's disturbing. Yeah. Or especially go, when we were locked down for yeah. how many years can't do anything anymore. Or you so. could go 25%. <laughs> hey, that's pretty good. So yeah. yeah. And I, I, yeah, I think a big piece of that is the fact of, not having options at that stage, right? Sure. You couldn't travel. You couldn't do all these different things that normally you would do. So yeah, you were forced into saving more. I mean, that just happened. I, I think as we start to look at this, you're going to see some of that unwind. I was just reading a statistic recently about 
inflation in different segments of the economy. And, you know, now it's shifting from the goods to the services side where, I mean, travel has gone through the roof. I mean, they were yeah. talking about airfares up 33%, hotels, yeah. I think are up 25%, rental cars are up 10%. Why? Because everyone's traveling again. Yeah. You know, so and it's that, funny that, how they're like pent up demand over all yeah. these you know, two years of it, not being able to do as much of it. Now it's like, it, oh, everyone's oh. out there. And it hits us so funny sometimes. You're like, wait a minute, a year and a half ago, hotels would have been dirt cheap because if you were allowed to be open, nobody was going anyway. Right. And you were begging for people. Now that we're wanting to go, you know, well, due to inflation, we have to raise our cost. You don't have to raise your cost. You're raising them because you can. Now right. they can make the argument that it's costing them more to get the food into the hotel or to get the whatever. Sure. But at the end of the day, it's not, the room doesn't cost any more than it did two years ago. No, uh, there's well, something I mean, inflation just make us go. Argh. Well, there's so many factors and especially that side of it, that's all supply driven and demand driven, yeah. you know, where, yeah. I mean, it was interesting. I just recently took a trip and, you know, landed as soon as we landed, I pulled up the Uber app and started checking, okay, what's the Uber, you know, from the airport to my hotel, right. it was like $14. I'm like, okay, that's not bad, you know, and by the time I got off the plane down to the um, luggage area to where you could, you know, catch the Uber and checked it again, it was $24. I'm like, yeah. wait a minute, what? How in the world because, did you just go because up? Because of all the people coming because off. Because the demand. Yeah. I mean, all, yeah. there must have been flights coming in. Demand was there. So prices went up. I'm like, okay. Wow. So 10 bucks <laughs> in the time you got from the terminal. To yeah. The terminal to, to, yeah, to baggage to where you could, you know, that's where you catch them. I'm like, this is crazy. What in the world? Wow. So, but well, yeah, that's go. a lot of it's supply and demand. You know, yeah, demand is nice. up. So, but to our, our point on savings, I think if you look at that statistic, uh, a year or two down the road, you're going to see it come back to more normality. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think people do save more as they've seen some of the things that have happened. Hopefully that sticks. A lot of times savings is one of those, we've got a very short memory, right? It's yeah. like, oh, you know, I got to save some more money. And now, oh, things are open. Everything's good. So I'm going to spend and you know, right, right. think as much versus, about it. So. Versus having that little nest egg in case or that little yep. uh, emergency fund in case something gets squirrely again. Well, I'm going to finish off on this last one here, Phil, sure. because this one is pretty alarming. Uh, it's not surprising in some ways if once we yep. break it down, but it is fairly alarming. Uh, the number of retired workers receiving Social Security benefits was almost 70 million in 2021, up mm -hmm. 45 million people from two years prior in 19. Yeah, Clearly, so up, up from 45, so there's another 25 million. That's huge. 25 million people retired yeah. from 19 to 21. Pandemic obviously had a lot in there. Uh, people close to the age decided right. it's done. We've talked a lot about that. There was the great resignation. But the disturbing part is the taxation, not actual taxes, but the taxing, I guess, of the system. That's the yeah, yeah, no. I mean, at no? the end of the okay. day, yeah, it, it's it's a lot of people it, pulling it, social it, security. But you got to think through the, the social security statistics, right? Because okay. they run this math every single year. They know in this large pool of people, you know, ages and life expectancies. And, and to them, it doesn't matter when you pull the benefit, whether you pull it even early, it was, whether you pull it late, it doesn't really matter. Even if that was enhanced because of early retirement or something like that due to social security? I mean, due to- a No, because they, they end up pulling it early, so they take a lesser amount. Okay. All right. And statistically from social security, they've got what we call the law of large numbers on their side, right? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it looks like, oh, it's terrible. You know, 25, 25 million, that's a what, 50%, 60% increase. Yeah, it seems That's like huge, that would be a heck know? of a pull on the, on the system. And, and yeah, it's going to be an immediate pull today, but the long-term pull is going to level out just okay. because they've already run that math to say, 
you know, statistically, it doesn't matter to them when you file because you're going to get roughly the same amount of money over your lifetime. Well, maybe that's statistically the, with the big pool. Yeah. Now, maybe that's individually, you've got to look at the, the numbers specifically for your scenario. So. You see, but you're using logic. So as a CPA, that <laughs> well, yeah. Means- you know, but uh, some political person or something will go. Social Security's broke because all these people are retired. So we, you know, we gotta we gotta cut this or raise that or something like that. And that's the fresh. Maybe that's the frustrating yes. part. Yes, well, that's the, that's to me is the frustrating part with it because and there's this has been a discussion on Social Security for years with clients. You know, don't don't listen to the media and be careful where you're getting your information yeah. on Social Security specifically. Does it have problems? Absolutely. I mean, I just fell for it. You just set can, me straight. So can, can it be fixed? There's a lot of things they can do to fix it. You know? Yeah. At the end of the day, what is it? It's a guaranteed government benefits got cost to live. And there's a lot of pros to that benefit. Don't Absolutely. make the wrong decision on social security because, oh man, everyone's getting, it. I better get it before it runs out. You know? And, and that, now all of a sudden absolute, emotions are taken yeah. over and you're making a decision based on something you heard that is fact. There's nothing. Yeah. This is fact. Yeah, but what's the the effect of that, right? The That's effect on the on the whole system, Social Security system, isn't going to change, right? It, yeah, it brings that demand forward a little bit. The trust fund might go down quicker, but overall, they plan for this. They understand that it's not this well, isn't yeah. this isn't twenty five million new people that were born that are collecting today. <laughs> no, they knew these people were there. They had They're them on their closer. radar. Yeah. They, yeah. you know, to them, it really doesn't matter when they file. You know, okay. So yeah, be careful right. with a statistic. Okay. It doesn't surprise me again with the pandemic. There's a lot of people that decided to retire, jumped on social security. Yeah. You know, markets were down early pandemic. So maybe their plan was to let it ride. And, but they were looking at their accounts and saying, forget yeah. it. I'm going to file for social security. Why would I pull yeah. from my accounts today? You know, there's a lot of factors that probably played into that big increase in numbers, but well, I mean, I mean, fun conversation for sure, because yeah. I, I talk about this stuff day in and day out and I just got schooled for a second. Right. So my, my immediate thought was, man, 25 million people, that's going to fr- freaking put a drain on. It's going to go. Yeah. I kind of bought into it and I know better. Right. So it's, it's easy to, and I'm glad that happened actually, because it's easy to illustrate to our listeners and stuff as, and viewers that it can happen to all of us. Right. It's right. easy to kind of get pulled into stuff, but we, sometimes we need that that pro logical mind again like we talked before i can step back it's i'm not in that decision today i can give you kind of the logical piece of it no at the end of the day my my role is to tell you that you know and if it's still something uncomfortable to you and you want to file early then let's plan that way and go file it right yeah exactly your decision your retirement here i'm showing you pros and cons you you make the decision yeah no that's awesome though because again statistics you can get them to do anything you want them to do right so for the most part they you know uh, but it is they they have fact uh typically it's just a matter of how you then want to kind of frame that conversation right uh, right where you want to take it so uh again some good stuff good conversation today on the podcast thanks as always folks for hanging out with us hopefully you learned something new and uh i did you got you know maybe you picked up a little nugget along the way so if you need help as always definitely reach out to phil or or you know any qualified professional before you take any action of course phil is a cpa and a personal financial specialist, and you can find them at philstaxhacks.com. That's philstaxhacks.com. Don't forget to subscribe to us on Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeart, Stitcher, YouTube, whatever platform to catch new episodes as they come out. Of course, at the main website, it'll link you back to Phil's website so you can contact him if you'd like. The number's on the screen. Uh, you can also just call him if you're listening, which is 248 Lots of ways to get a hold of him, but always check with a pro before you take any action on something from our podcast or any other show. Phil, thanks for hanging out, my friend. Fun conversation. I appreciate you. You too. 
All right, we'll see you next time right here on Phil's Tax Hacks and Other Retirement Facts. Investment advisory services offered through AFS Wealth Management. The content of this program is provided for informational purposes only and is not a solicitation or recommendation of any investment strategy. Investments and or investment strategies involve risk, including the possible loss of principal. There is no assurance that any investment strategy will achieve its objectives.